O'Brien is back in the political game as the new board member of the new Fox Corp, a spinoff of Rupert Murdoch's 21st Century Fox. So how might the appointment of the former Republican House Speaker go for the newly minted media group? There, there's a history of there's a history of these things um, actually working out really really poorly. And then robots, specifically artificial intelligence as AI's proliferation is causing fewer available jobs in high productive sectors and more jobs in sectors with meager wages and no prospect for advancement. If we've got this growing population workforce of people in jobs that don't offer you know, much in the way of compensation or opportunities for advancement, then the social impact is not just kind of off to yeah. the side as like a nice you know, moral or ethical consideration, but it is actually fundamental to the long-term health of the investment. Welcome to ESG Now's weekly news segment, but with an ESG twist. I'm your host, Mike DiCibato, and this week I'm joined by Matt Muscardi, Megan Eastman, and Rick Marshall. In the LA Times this week, it was reported that former Republican House Speaker Paul Ryan is on the board of a newly minted Murdoch Media Group. And Megan asked the question that was on all of our minds. So why did, why did boards bring these guys on? Is it just the celebrity factor? Oh, it's got to be influence, Is it the right? access factor? The, the motivation on the company side is, is, you know, enhanced reputation and connections to government, um, potential influence. Paul Ryan being appointed to the board might grab headlines, but do these additions actually make a difference to the company? And, and adding Paul Ryan, is this Paul Ryan really independent? Is he really going to join Murdoch's, you know, uh, a board under the Murdoch empire and push them to do something different? Or is he actually part of the machine? Oh, I, well, I think he's, you know, his appointment is entirely about adding another cog in the machine. And I don't think there's any intent whatsoever that he brings anything fresh to it. Um, he's, you know, gonna he's gonna be part of the existing um, empire, as it were. Um, he he just simply case, comes in at a very high level of influence. He, but, but there's nothing. How do you nothing. figure that out as an investor? Yeah, that's the outside question, right? Like on paper, he's gonna look independent. Well, how do you even figure out whether or not someone is independent? I think the last time I looked at it, there was something like ten pages of individual questions and tests that we have to. We have to follow through on uh, it's built into our methodology to determine whether or not an individual is fully independent. And we'll have to see how it works. But I, I, I am fairly confident that we would find that he is not fully independent, which we call outside related. In the New York Times this week, there's a story about how tech is splitting the labor force in two. The story is just one and what's become kind of a, a flood of materials coming out about how the nature of work is changing and, you know, the robots are coming, the robots are here. You know, what, how do you stop and think about that you know, as an investor, either who cares about this from a social perspective or is worried about what the long-term economic significance of it is going to be or who's worried about the companies in your portfolio? Because I think there's different angles on each one of those things. You know, it, it's a social issue for sure if people 
are only able to, you know, an increasing number of people are only able to get these low paid jobs and kind of can't get ahead and so on. But it's not necessarily bad for the companies involved, right? Unless it somehow comes back to bite them. But this got me thinking. Well, I, I'm more interested to hear more about, okay, this is obviously happening. What do we do now that there's a social and a profit motive that are now splitting? How do we view a company that is hurting a community but helping shareholders? But there's nothing really new about this. I mean, this has happened over and over again. I mean, I think immediately of the Luddites blowing up machines, breaking machines because they were taking, they were losing their jobs. Rick pointed out that a new social model may be needed to transition our society through technological advancement. It's not necessarily the company with the best technology. It's the company with the best technology and the best business model to support the transition to that without suffering the downside of the social disruption. Rick went on to say that there needs to be new job models, new benefits models, new healthcare models for these technological advancements to be adopted. But how does that affect the investor? And, and from an investment perspective, you know, it should be a simple thing. It should be, okay, new technology, I'm going to invest in the new te- technology. I'll make a bundle on the new technology because it's going to take over and displace the old. End of story. But in reality, and, and this is the essence of ESG in a way, in reality, the tensions between those social needs and those missing economic pieces, the transition, are, are going to put the technology and the adoption of the technology at risk over time. And so it's, it's never, you know, five steps forward, five steps forward, five steps forward. It's three steps forward, two steps back, three steps forward, two steps back. Thanks for joining us this week. A big shout-out to Matt Muscardi, Megan Eastman, and Rick Marshall for guiding me through the ESG in this week's news. I'm Mike DiCibato, and this is the weekly segment of ESG Now. If you liked us, please rate and review us, and if you didn't like us, please get in contact to tell us why. We are constantly wanting to improve. And tune in next week for more news with an ESG twist. No, you look like uh, Matthew McConaughey from Dazed and Confused. You look like Matthew McConaughey from Dallas Buyers Club. <laughs> uh, I only hire. Yeah, think about that. Yeah, the, actually, this content group is only is made up of Matthew McConaughey lookalikes. That's it. The MSCI ESG Research Podcast is provided by MSCI Inc.'s subsidiary, MSCI ESG Research LLC, a registered investment advisor under the Investment Advisors Act of 1940. And this recording and data mentioned herein has not been submitted to nor received approval from the United States Securities and Exchange Commission or any other regulatory body. The analysis discussed should not be taken as an indication or guarantee of any future performance, analysis, forecast, or prediction. The information contained in this recording is not for reproduction in whole or in part without prior written permission from MSCI ESG Research. None of the discussion or analysis put forth in this recording constitutes an offer to buy or sell or a promotional recommendation of any security, financial instrument, or product or trading strategy. 
Further, none of the information is intended to constitute investment advice or recommendation to make or refrain from making any kind of investment decision and may not be relied on as such. The information provided here is as is, and the user of the information assumes the entire risk of any use it may make or permit to be made of the information. Thank you.